What up, everybody? It's your boy, Cousin Oz, the People's Mailman, back for another episode with Cousin Tony, the Architect. Wow, now this song takes me back. Hey, DJ by the world's famous Supreme Team. Listen, the year was 1984. I was only nine years old, but I have vivid memories being dressed up like a B-boy, walking around with my brother Danny Boy, my cousin Los, and the South Side crew. We was carrying around a folded up piece of cardboard, which we used as a makeshift dance floor, because you never knew when the next breakdancing battle was going to break out. So you always had to be ready, not only with the moves, but of course with the boombox blasting that old school hip-hop. Talk about nostalgia, baby. Nothing like the 80s. Now, our next guest is only 30 years old, but he's also a DJ who's combined his love of music with his love of cards to orchestrate one of the dopest card shows in the Philly area. We're talking the Fish Town Card Show, baby. My man Brett allowed Cousin Tony and I to rock with him back in February, and guess what? We back at it again. It's going down June 5th, so enough of the reminiscing. Let's talk the latest and greatest with my man Brett. Hey, yo, Tone, take it away, cuz. <laughs> All right, all right, Cousin Tone. We are here with our boy, Brett Kazatsky, card show promoter extraordinaire. Brett is the promoter for the Philly Fishtown Card Show, where we're going to have 100-plus tables of sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, Pokemon, TCG, art pieces, you name it. They're going to have it, bro. And it's all going down on June 5th. So welcome to the Cousins Collectibles Podcast, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thank you guys very much for having me. How you guys doing? Excellent. Excellent, man. Glad you could join us tonight, brother. Unfortunately, the Sixers didn't get the memo. Obviously, they were supposed to force a game seven unless I'm missing something. But uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. So I guess it's time for some football, right? Hey, there you go. That's not a bad way to look at it. Time for some football. You know I, mean? I guess I guess we have to bring in, you know, some of them, that bird action going. There we go. <laughs> so, Brett. All right, brother. Um, so obviously we talked about you being a promoter. What was the driving force behind you becoming a show promoter and why did you choose, you know, the Fishtown Philly card show? Yeah. So, um, honestly I was, I was a DJ for a really long time. Um, uh, it was a full-time job for a while out, out of college. And then even as of, you know, before the pandemic, I was still DJing a little bit at the Fillmore in Fishtown. Um, and then obviously the pandemic hit that shut down. We couldn't have any events. And kind of at the same time that I had this vacuum in my life where I wasn't getting to DJ run events, kind of started getting back into card collecting, which had been a hobby of mine growing up. Um, and like just kind of a few months into the pandemic, the two things kind of converged in my brain. It seemed like there wasn't really a card show that existed inside the city of Philadelphia. Um, so I reached out to the Fillmore and said, hey, I have this idea when, when things open back up. And yeah, just kind of went from there. I remember seeing stuff about it, but that's when we were kind of just getting back into it. And I saw Fillmore is an awesome place for those who have never been there. That's like, uh, it's like the concerts, the, the the parties that go on there. It's it's a really nice historic place in Philly. So it, it was kind of cool that that you had the show there, but you quickly outgrew that, didn't you? Yeah, it was pretty cool to be in that venue. Um, like you said, it's a it's an amazing venue, uh, and yeah, we quickly outgrew it, uh, which I was not expecting at all. We had uh, about 25 or so vendors at our first show and three or 400 people coming through. So we've definitely come a long way th through then. Um, but yeah, it was it was great to be in the film where it was such a cool place. But we uh, yeah, we're happy to be at Rivers now. It's a lot, lot bigger space. Now, I remember you mentioning something. Was it the lighting or something that was going on in the Fillmore? Yeah, we, the Fillmore, you know, they never had a trade show before. We were kind of the first thing 
in there, they were set up for a concert. So the lighting was one of a couple things that just sort of weren't really set up for a card show. Um, yeah, my table in particular, I was like stuck in a corner and no one could see any cards I had in my display case. So that was one of the first things I talked to about Ruby was making sure the lights were all the way up. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Low lighting is cool for the club, but not so much for a card show. Yeah, that's right. It was really cool walking in until you had to like try to look at the corner. <laughs> now, now, Brett, you being a DJ, obviously, I think that uh, contributes to the music aspect of what you try to do at your shows. Like, you know, dig a little deeper into that, what you like to do with the music and the cards. Definitely. So the first show I actually had a live DJ, we stuck him on the stage at the Fillmore and just had him playing the entire time. So that was really awesome. Um, Rivers really isn't set up for that. We really take up the entire space with tables. So um, I just sort of spent a lot of time curating a playlist. And, you know, I'm sure in my head, it's like the most important thing when people walk in and, and probably half the people don't even realize there's music playing in the background. Uh, but yeah, I love to set the vibe. And I think it's something that can set us a little different than a, a show is just sort of have like kind of music that people are listening to today as opposed to just some elevator music in the background um, or some shows have none at all it can get kind of awkward when there's lulls and crowds so to me the music is like i like people that can hear the show before they even see the show so that's kind of my goal there yeah i remember when we first walked in you know with cousin tony and i this was our first show that we've ever you know set up at so we walked in and and right away the music was playing so it kind of like put me at ease because that that's i'm in my element when that you know the music's on so now i'm bopping my head getting everything going putting it all together so it, it definitely adds to the ambiance definitely definitely yeah it breaks up a little bit of that awkward moment when someone walks up and they're not sure how to approach you on the card you know you're both kind of nodding back yeah. <laughs> in the background i think it helps a little bit yeah yeah for sure i was like okay yeah it was like it's definitely a vibe and hopefully you know that, that keeps going because I, I know we definitely enjoyed it and so kudos to you on that so any little thing that you can do to stick out and, and that's simple thing playing music man so yeah i mean now granted you know, if there's fifty thousand people in there then maybe you know but we'll cross that bridge when we get there right right <laughs> but, hey so you know aside from from doing that though you are a collector as well you know i mean you, you kind of so what 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 do you what do you collect or what do you like to you know get after or things like that definitely so i i say i've seriously been a collector again for two, two and a half years now. And I feel like I've gone through the full gambit of every new COVID collector in that two years, right? Mm -hmm. When I first started off, I saw a card that was for sale for $10 and it looked like it was worth 15. And I was like, bang, I just made five bucks like that easy. Right? <laughs> I'm buying everything that looks like it might be a deal. Um, and over time, I slowly started consolidating my collection and moving up and it's still a work in progress, definitely. But um, being in the card show scene has sort of hyper accelerated i think my adventure of being a collector so slowly working my way up to graded stuff and more rare numbered stuff that kind of gotcha thing. now who, who who do you who's your pc or who's the guy you know you're chasing or players things like that i would say my two biggest pcs right now are kyler and shea gillis alexander i probably have the most into yeah. both of those guys okay nice a little out of the box stuff there nice yeah, Kyler's a roller coaster. It's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little gambler, a little gambling there. <laughs> so you like the prospecting aspect then? Um, honestly, not typically. I, most of my collection has kind of turned into more of the blue chip goat kind of guys. Those are really the only two that I'd say I have a ton of uh, PC wise outside of 
the bigger guys and definitely some of the like more non-sport rare type of stuff uh, michael phelps muhammad ali that kind of stuff uh, i've always sort of had an eye for that nice nice so as far as michael phelps you got uh autographs or what, what do you got with uh michael phelps I do. I have one autograph. I just got back from PSA a couple of weeks ago. So that's my, nice. first, uh, my first Phelps. Sweet, sweet. Now, I'm definitely into the non-sport. You got any celebrities or just? Uh, Tanya Harding. Do you consider her a celebrity? <laughs> She's infamous. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, I've got an OJ auto. Yeah, probably a couple of random celebrity stuff. Yeah. Now, being a DJ, there's got to be like a Funkmaster Flex card out there or, or DJ Jazzy, GD, you know, Jazzy Jeff. Uh, so I'm sure you know. Maybe you got to add that to the to the to the collection one day. See, I, I don't know. I'm I'm 30. I need like a DJ Pauly D card. Now we're talking. Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you need all that. Uh... Cabs a hip. <laughs> so in addition to collecting, you're obviously you know you're promoting your show, but you're setting up at the shows as well. So the last show that we had, you were, you know, you had your table. So how how was that dynamic? You know, trying to run a table, make sure everything's going on. What was going through your head while all that was going on? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I never wanted to be a vendor at my show, honestly. The only reason I was a vendor at my first show at the Fishtown card show is because I, or excuse me, at the Fillmore, is because I was afraid there weren't going to be enough vendors. When there was like a month or two leading up, I was like, oh crap, like people are going to come and they're going to be so disappointed. There's not enough cards in the room. So I was like, I got to buy cards. So I just started buying anything <laughs> I could find. I bought a display case. I set myself up in the corner. The show, thankfully, turned out okay by the time it turned around. Um, yeah. That's the only reason I own a display case. And now, honestly, I do it for fun. Um, it's a great way to talk to people that come to the show. I ask everyone that comes to my booth how they heard about the show. Um, thank them for coming, obviously. Ask them if they've been here before. And I'd say I spend 50% of my time totally away from my booth, running around with my head cut off, making sure the vendors are good, making sure the people in the front are good. Um, but it's been a, a really fun experience and I think it's really helped putting me in the vendor mindset moving forward as the shows go on and on, you know, promoting is one thing and, and trying to get people to show up is great. Uh, but I think being able to see from a vendor's eyes, how the show goes and whether that's the flow of the people walking in all the way, you know, down to the music and how loud and the lights and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think it's been great actually that I lucked out that I'm a little more immersive into the show moving forward to be able to give vendors the best possible experience yeah i can definitely uh you know echo that i saw you running around doing your thing so um you know and and I, that was our first time as vendors and i can say i mean i i don't have anything else to compare it to but it was you know i, I thought it ran ran very well and you guys did a hell of a job oh, with you know, setting that up so we're, we're looking forward to to it growing and now you you know you're the batman and you got your robin I mean, you got the wife out there helping you out, and, and she was tremendous. You know, we talked to her at the end. She was out there, you know, cleaning up, and, and, you know, we got to talk to her for a little bit. So talk about that dynamic with her as far as how she supports you or or, or you force her to be there and, you know, kind of how, how that all works with her at the shows. Yeah, no, totally. She's extremely supportive. Um, a lot of people don't know this. I say we all the time about the Fishtown show, but it, I'm, I'm really a one-man band. I'm, I'm answering the emails and the Instagram and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so she is my right hand man. She's the only other person really that that's helping out with the show. And as you saw now, we, when we were at the Fillmore, they were set up for a concert. So they had a ticket booth and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. to take care of. When we moved to River, she stepped up, took over at the at the front table and we've got a friend or two that's helping out. Um, so, yeah, she's as supportive as it comes from 
literally taking tickets to help him put sheets on the tables. So yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it without her. <laughs> That's great. I really appreciate that because, you know, with Tony and I, with our wives, we kind of like it, it, it's not the same dynamic, bro. We're, we're trying to get them on board, at least appreciate what we're doing. But okay. it's, it's not quite there yet. You know, we got a little bit. So we're going to try to see. I might have my wife down for uh, the national coming up. Maybe, maybe not. I know, Tone, you're going to go solo, right? Yeah, she's like. No, she ain't having it. <laughs> yeah, nah, you know, once I, I pitched to her that, you know, most of the day I'd be spending at a card show. She's like, eh, I'm like, we're good. So I was like, OK, so that just gives me free reign to be at the card card show guilt free. So that might be a bad thing, but we'll, we'll see. Once <laughs> I, I get there. You know, it's funny you say that, because I thinking back now to the beginning when I first had this idea or first started collecting cards. Her relationship with the hobby has come a very long way from I think I'm going to have a card show to I think a thousand people are going to show up to this card show. There were many stops in between. Right. So uh, now that it's become something that I'm passionate about and have stuck with and is slowly becoming successful, um, it's easier for her to you know be happy as I'm spending my time. So I, I totally get where you guys are coming from. Now, you know, being a promoter and getting in your hands dirty, at, at, you know, in those types of aspects with the way the hobby has kind of, I'd say, settled down almost like a, a reset, obviously, from the great spike of last year. You know, where, where do you see the hobby at at this point and where do you see it going in the next couple of years? So, again, my, my my intimate perspective here is only a couple of years, but I feel like I've definitely seen price fluctuations, right? Some more crazy than others, but this is not the first time where I go on Twitter and people are like, Oh my God, Oh my God, the hobby, the prices, right. Um, from a promoter standpoint, from a card show standpoint, I don't think the demand has ever been higher. I spend as much time as I can, especially leading up to my shows, going to shows, you know, around the tri-state area and business seems to be booming for every show I go to. Um, I think the national sold out of their VIP tickets in like a couple weeks. Um, and our show, I think, is just going to continue to grow. And, and I say that not only to my own efforts, but just sort of organically. It seems like the demand for being able to buy and sell in person and look at a card and talk to a person, whether the prices are 1.5 times what you paid or it's a little less than what you paid, it seems like the demand in person for these shows, especially as we're getting through with the COVID stuff, um, is extremely high still. So, um, yeah, I look forward to hopefully continuing that growing regardless of kind of how the prices keep fluctuating. Nice. I dig it. And, and, um, and we'll probably get into this, you know, towards the end, but I want to, you know, where the Fishtown show where it actually is in rivers casino, because, you know, Philly's a big city and, and there's sometimes you turn a corner and, you know, there's the venue, but there's nowhere to park, things like that. Yeah. And, you know, where, where this show is located at, you know, it's, it's a beautiful area. It's down on, on the riverfront there, tons of parking, you know, no big deal. Food is, is in the casino or, you know, if you want to get a cheesesteak, I'll you know, throw a rock and you're, you're going to hit a spot. So, you know, that location there is, is, you know, it's, it's super nice, super easy to get to. And, you know, whatever you did to get there, man, good job. Thank you. That was a uh, sheer luck. I must've gone <laughs> to like 20 different places I called or emailed. Um, I was ready to give up the Fishtown warp name because there's only really like two places in Fishtown that exist big enough for a card show. And we're not, we've not been at both of them. Um, it was just sheer luck that I got connected with the right people at this venue and they were willing to give me a chance and have been willing to, to let me come back. Um, 
I didn't even realize walking in there how incredible the parking situation is, how beautiful the the glass on the back is that we actually have some windows. It's actually, you know, a lot of the card shows kind of have like a cave atmosphere, especially in the casinos. You're you're like almost in a basement, right? Um, so having some windows and sunlight and, and parking and just couldn't have been a, a better fit for us. Yeah. yeah, the the, the backdrop, like you said, you walk in and then the windows in the back, the lighting that was coming in, it, it was beautiful. It really was. The sun was coming through. So it was well lit, music going. It was a whole vibe, honestly, you know, so it kind of like just set the stage for a great day. Couldn't have asked for more. Thank you, guys. We got we got a lot more in store. So I appreciate that. Excellent. Excellent. So piggybacking off of that. So what, what are the goals for, for the show this time around? Um. So our first goal was to make sure we had 100 tables. We've secured that at this point. So um, that's great. And then we're totally now just pivoting to making sure we get as many people in the show as possible. A thousand people is the goal for this show. Um, our first, just to give you a, a background, the first show at the Fillmore was a two-day show. We had, give or take, 400, 450 people combined between the two days. The last show, we hit about 625 people, um, which was to be honest, way beyond my expectation, especially given there was a vaccine mandate going on still in the city at that time. Uh, so now with that gone and the momentum we've had since the last show, a thousand, a thousand people is definitely the goal. Um, and, you know, you, you mentioned earlier the little things. We are constantly just trying to improve on every all those little things that exist in a card show. We're trying to get a little bit better at every time, whether it's the music or the food or the tickets or the experience, the giveaways, whatever it may be. Um, we're hoping every time the vendors and the people come back to the show, there's noticeable differences of just different things that are going on or different things that are a little bit better. Maybe even direct feedback we get from people. Sometimes they'll see kind of come to life. Um, so we've got lots of ideas we want to keep implementing as as the show keeps growing. I, I have one. <laughs> if if we can have weight service to the to the vendors, that would be great. <laughs> oh, I like that. Because I was like, and the only reason I say that is, you know, like Oz and I, we were there together. So it's fine. Hey, go, you know, but some guys are there on their own. And yeah. and I know off to the next room. I mean, at some point I saw people walking by with a beer in their hand. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. I was like, I didn't, you know. So and I'm like thinking, I'm like, I'm looking at the guys who are there by themselves. I'm like, you know, geez, those guys are just sitting there. So I'm like, I hope they pack the lunch. That's but, not the worst idea I've ever heard. I'm I'm not gonna lie. That's actually not a bad idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one under advisement. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not tell. I'm not telling her to take an order for steak and potatoes and all that stuff. But if somebody <laughs> can come by every once in a while, say, "Hey, somebody need a water or something." And not yeah. you. You're 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 good. You got enough. You know. You're yeah. Good. No. You want the full casino experience. You know. Yeah. You yeah. For sure. Hey, Red Bull water. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Now, I did see, uh, is it true that you have an autograph, uh, I don't know if it's a shirt or a jersey, by Allen Iverson as a door, pri door prize? Yes. Yeah, so we got great feedback. We had a, a Devonta Smith helmet as a free door prize last time for everyone walked in. We got even better feedback than I was expecting from that. So we're going to have a number of free door prizes this time, starting with an Iverson signed jersey. Um, nice. We've got a couple other things that we'll have lined up. Always be free. So anyone that walks in is going to get a free ticket to kind of put into whatever free door prize they want. Sweet, sweet. Oh, so I have an announcement. Um, I think you remember that last time at the show, my uh, Shaquille O'Neal card, my Jambalaya got swiped. Yes. I found it. Really? Yeah. How did so you I, Well, I was uh, scrolling through my Instagram and I came across uh, Shaq underscore collector 34. 
And then I see the card and I look at the serial number SGC eight matched it up. And I was like, holy crap, this is my card. This dude's in Australia. <laughs> so my card's in Australia. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I hit homeboy up. I was like, listen, I know this sounds weird, but <laughs> this card got stolen from me a couple months back from a show. And uh, how did you get this card? He said, oh, it was a, you know, on eBay. It was an auction. And I was like, really? So I got some information. I never really did anything with it. He's like, did you want me to get the buyer and all this or the seller? And I was just like, you know what? It is what it is. It was meant to be yours. Appreciate that it's in Australia. I said, just do me a favor. Get us some listeners in Australia and we're good to go. There we go. That's <laughs> right there. That's crazy. What like was your heart out of your chest when you read the serial number and realized it was the exact bro? I, I, I text tone right away. He didn't believe me. He's like, ah, you're I'm like, bro, this is my card. I'm serious. Yeah. And I had to double check like three times before I go hit and dude up. I didn't want to be like an idiot and be like, yeah, that's my card. But yeah, it was like, wow. And, it, and and seriously, it was just like a, it was cathartic almost. Like I was pissed that it was stolen, you know, but when I seen it, so no, it made its way all the way to Australia of all places. I was kind of like, you know what? That's wild. Is what that's, it is. Uh, and that's further proof that the hobby is big and small at the same time. Yeah, right. You know You're stolen cards like going on vacation before you are, man. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's um that's wild, man. Hey, and, and um Brett, talk about the uh the NBA jam aspect to the show. Yeah, so I am always just looking for things for people to do at the show aside from look for cards, right? That's always gonna be the main thing, but especially for kids. Um, it's a long show and some people like to linger and walk around and look through tables, right? We've literally had moms that came and dropped their kids off and just sat in the lobby for a couple hours and let their kids go nuts. Right. Um, so we had, we brought bringing in an NBA jam and NFL blitz arcade machine and an NBA Papa shot. Um, it's just kind of hopefully wetting our beak with having different type of entertainment type stuff that, won't get in the way of cards. Thankfully, that place is so large and we've got hallways and foyers and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but just sort of extra fun stuff for people to do while they're already inside the venue. Um, we want to keep people there as long as possible, having as much fun as possible and obviously having as many cards moving back and forth as possible. That's that's sweet, man. Like I said, you're, you're, you're doing your thing there, man. So um, and I can say, you know, we were as first time vendors. We're coming back. We're looking forward to it. Um, and I always tell Oz, I'm like, we don't, we don't really do, you know, we're not vendors. We're just guys who collect, but you know, it's like, you know, we tried it now. We liked it. And I'm like, you know, th this, hopefully, you know, this, this thing lasts for a while. This is going to be our hometown show. It'll be the only show we do probably. And and again, you know, kudos to you on that. I know, you know, Oz could probably, you know, touch on it a little bit, but we, we had a blast, man. Yeah. I mean, everything, like I said, from just the, the walking in, setting up, but, what was best for us too was messing around with the kids, man. Just just seeing the kids walking around, like I always say, with their Zion cases, looking all professional. They got their most valuable possessions in there, and they're walking around with the parents. And they, hey, you know, you you want to see what we got? You want to trade? You know, cousin Tony and I were like, yeah, man, let's see what you got. Boom. They, and then Tony, you know, and I, we decided to get that box of mosaic. So anytime some kids rolled around, we gave them a pack to open up. Um, so it was just a great experience over, overall. Just doing it you know just to, to get the experience um but you know more so the relationships that we built um you know with you with alex uh delco rips who was the other gentleman was on the other side 
Yeah. Oh, you caught me off guard now, but Ironbound. Yeah. Ironbound Breaks. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's it. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was cool. Um, so, yeah. Now, you know, and any talk of expanding the show to the other side of Philly? I mean, it's, like I said, it's, it's a big town. Um, People are going to want some of that action. <laughs> maybe. I, honestly, this is the first show I've ever run at the same venue for the second time. So I'm kind of one step at a time. It feels so nice to like know what the room is going to look like for the first time. Um, so expansion sounds great and we'll get there when we get there. Sure. Um, but for now, uh, I just want to make sure, especially these next two that we have coming up this year, uh, we just hit out the park, make sure you guys are just as excited for the next one as you are right now for this one coming up. Um, and yeah, and then I think, I think that stuff will kind of happen naturally, but, but yeah, when, when the time comes, we'll, we'll reinvest and, and, and open up whatever we can. Now the DJ thing compared to the card show you know the dj when he plays the music he wants everybody on that floor you know and when he plays the song nobody likes the floor empties so when you see that floor packed man you got i mean what's that feeling like for you because that you know it, it was jumping man and then now you're expecting even more people and when so are we because the word is out and you can tell people are talking about it so you know what what's that going to feel like inside when you you know you're walking around like a nut but you're bumping into all kinds of people i'm like you know what this is me man i did this yeah, I, and I appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah, even more so than DJing, I always loved running events, putting on the actual events. And, you know, it was easy to hire myself as the DJ after that. But so, yeah, it's a very similar feeling to me running a card show as it, as it was running a nightlife event, whether I was DJing or not, where I'm kind of promoting it and selling the tickets. And then you really just never know what, you know, we sold, we had 600 some people, only 10% of those people bought tickets before they walked in the door. So you just, never know what mm -hmm. you're walking into that day, right? Like it, there could have been a hundred people or, or, or 600. I really had no idea. So yeah, when, when you start to see that line form early in the day, when you start to see those first few people walk in before it even starts, um, mm -hmm. that's when you know just from running enough events that the day is going to be good. Before the doors even open, you, you know, especially the week leading up, you get those signs. And then, yeah, when it happens and, and the, the floor floods and the vendors are smiling and everyone stops someone in front of their table and it looks like a card show like it's supposed to, it's, it's a great feeling. Well, I'm sure this one's going to be banging as well, brother. I can't wait, honestly. Um, you know, Cousin Tony and I were prepared this time. We, we got a little bit, bit of experience, so we're going to try to, you know, take it to the next level. And like I said, make this our hometown show. And we're very appreciative that you allowed us to come back, you know, Cousins Collectibles in the building. So we're just going to like you guys, anybody in Philly or anybody in the, uh, you know, on the East Coast, if you want to stop by, get some cheesesteak, stop by the show. You know what yeah. I mean? Holler at your boys. <laughs> yeah, so. man. Now, Brett, now, so just give us the, you know, the rundown, time-wise, detail, any, you know, anything. Why why should somebody come to this show and what do they need to know? Definitely. So the show is Sunday, June 5th. Uh, the general mission doors open at 1030 we do have, for the first time, VIP early entry tickets available by popular demand. Uh, so the door will open at 9 a.m. for anyone that wants to come early. Uh, so those are people that either are looking for the highest end or the, the lowest end, right, that want to hit those dollar boxes before everyone else comes in and, and hunts mm -hmm. the dollar boxes. So we welcome all that. Um, you asked, why should someone come to the show? We're trying to be a one-stop shop if you like to collect stuff, right? So whether it's sports cards or we have a couple artists that, that have their own actual art in the show um, or Pokemon cards or 
whatever it may be. We, we've had comic vendors before. Um, come hang out and sort of nerd out with us. The vendors are super, super nice people. Like you guys said, there's so many kids there that just kind of want to come and have fun and their eyes just light up when they walk in the room and they see how many cards they get to walk around. Um, I've never asked vendors to have free stuff. They just tell me that every time they always do, right? Every vendor's giving free cards to kids or Pokemon cards or free packs or whatever it may be. Um, so we welcome people that have never been to a card show before. I think it's a, we're a great first card show experience. Um, and then obviously we really welcome those high-end collectors all the way down to mid and low end. We've got a vendor for literally everything, every price point, every sport, you name it. Um, there's probably 10 people in the room that have what you're looking for. Um, so yeah, just come hang out with us. Well said, well said. Oh, Oz, you got anything, brother? We'll wrap it up. I think we're good to go. Just want to say thanks again, Brett. Looking forward to doing it again, this time with a little bit more experience. And uh, we're going to still have some giveaways for the kids. And I just, I, I can't wait, man. I just want to be able to get behind the table, dance a little bit. You know what I mean? Sell some cards and just have some fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, and just before we leave, uh, Brett, we'll give you, you know, IG. It's at Fishtown Card Show. Like you said, he's he's the one stop shop. So if you, if you DM him, he, he's going to be the one that's answering it. So um, and he's super like, you know, every time I reach out, man, you know, you hit us back and, and it's, it's you do you do a real, really good job of communicating. So, you know, we, we truly appreciate that. But um, yeah, man. So thank you for your time. You know, we look forward to seeing you here in a couple of weeks. And, you know, if there's anything else, you know, you want to let anybody know before you get out of here, um, you know, the floor is yours. Yeah, thank you. I just want to thank you guys both very much, not only for having me, but for your continued support since you guys heard about the show, listening to the podcast episode where you guys recorded right before the show and then picked back up right after the show. That was like chef's kiss for me to listen to how crazy you guys were <laughs> afterwards. Um, and you guys have just been helping spread the word since then. So just want to say thank you guys very much. And uh, I will continue to work hard uh, to make sure that your hometown show is is worthwhile, worth promoting on here. So thank you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. In the immortal words of Brett's boy, Paulie D, yeah, buddy. Can't wait to get behind that table again with Cousin Tony. Cards showing, music flowing, and money growing. You know how we do. Cousins Collectibles in the Fishtown Card Show, a match made in hobby heaven. Once again, thanks to my man Brett for the hookup. Fishtown Card Show to the moon, baby. Let's get it. Remember the date, June 5th, Rivers Casino, City of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 10.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. With 9 a.m. early admission tickets still available. Hit my man Brett up at Fishtown Card Show. And don't forget to check us out at Cousins underscore Collectibles. Give us a follow. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And if you like what you're hearing, please spread the word of the Cousins Gospel. And as always, keep focused. Keep positive and keep collecting. Hey, yo, Tone, bring the beat back.